Okay, so it is fall, right? And what sport happens in the fall? Football. What did you say? What are you playing? That's right, you're playing football. Tennis, golf, volleyball. That's true. All those things do happen, but we are going to talk a little bit about football. So Wes and I have this friend. She was one of our students back in Florida. Her name's Jamie, okay? And if you ever go to a football game, sometimes you see a sign that looks like this, right? What's that sign mean? Defense. It's a D and a fence. Well, and I don't remember if we were at a game, watched it on TV, but, you know, a bunch of us were together, and she was there. And that came up, and very enthusiastically, Jamie goes, D-gate! D-gate! D! We're like, no, Jamie. No. No, it's not. It's not D-gate. It's defense. So we're going to talk about defense for a few weeks here. Um, you guys know that... I am engaged, obviously. Uh, Jen will be here in a couple weeks, actually. She won't be here on a Wednesday, but she'll be here for a few days. Um, if you haven't got a chance to meet her, you, you'll have that opportunity. But Jen and I have been together since last December 13th, so like 10 months now. And we have not had a fight, okay? 10 months, we have not had a fight. Um, I thought that was really weird, and then last week I was talking to another friend of mine from back home, and she and her boyfriend have been together for like a year, and they haven't fought either. I was like, okay, good. At least we're not the only couple. But we, we really haven't gotten into a fight. However, you guys have heard me tell stories about my college girlfriend, Christina, and she and I fought a lot. All right, Christina and I fought all the time. Um, and so when we got into a fight, it would always, oh, at some point during the fight, I heard this from her. She'd say, you know that when I get backed into a corner, I get even more fierce and I defend myself even more, right? She said it all the time. And I think we're all like that. Like when we get backed into a corner, our natural instinct is to fight back, right? To defend ourselves. If somebody comes at you, they're attacking you, uh, we want to defend ourselves. Well, that is what we're going to talk about, okay, in the scripture, 1 Peter 3.15, we're going to hang out in this verse for the next month or so, it says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So that's the verse we're going to hang out in. Be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you. In other words, why do you believe in Jesus? Why are you a Christian? This is what it's saying. The scripture says you need to have an answer for that. And we're going to talk about some of those over the next few weeks. But um, when I think of defense and football and movies, what is the, what, what, what's your favorite football movie? What? The Blind Side's great. Remember the Titans is great. The one that we saw, we, we are Marshall. What? Woodlawn we saw in Florida. Woodlawn hasn't even come out yet, but that's a good one. I was going to say, I can't believe nobody has tried Friday Night Lights yet. Wes, she already said remember the Titans. Yeah. So remember the Titans is definitely one. Well, for me, because it came out when I was in high school, in fact, I remember going with Wes and our dad to see Remember the Titans the first time in the theaters. Um, and so it's, it's my go-to. When you talk about football movies, it's probably my, my go-to, especially when I think of defense. I always think of this one scene. That You said that was really aggressive? That was really aggressive, and that is a good, uh, good adjective to describe that scene, right? It's aggressive, but here's the problem. They play defense really aggressively. In football, that's how we want people to play defense. Um, but that scripture said 
um, to pre be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Now, doesn't that movie just scream gentleness and respect, right? They're running people over and pointing to do you better get comfortable down there, all that kind of stuff. So the point of this series, uh, we're going to give you some ways to, to defend, and, and when people ask questions about Christianity or they question Christianity, uh, we're going to give you a few different aspects of, of defending that. But the point of this is not to give you argument ammo, okay? That, that's not what we're here for. Um, what we want is so that as we love the people around us and they begin to wonder, like, dude, why are you different than everybody else? Now we have an answer, and, and, and they will. They'll ask questions. There's things they don't understand, and so we want to have answers for them. Um, I was at sea with the pole this morning. Like we talked about earlier, I went to Permian, and as they were praying, I was kind of standing off to the side. Um, I was looking around, and I was watching, and it's funny. Like I was standing there kind of leaning against a tree, looking towards the building, and, uh, and I saw over right by the building this group of people that was just kind of staring at the circle around the pole. They were confused. They were, very, they were just like, what is going on? And then I saw this other group who was a little closer to the circle, and, uh, and the one girl was kind of teasing. She was kind of making fun of what's going on. Not real loud, just to her little friend right next to her or whatever. Um, but, you know, she was teasing. And so when, when people see something like that, or when people see any difference in a Christian versus uh, somebody else, they, whether they're curious or they're confused or they are um, mocking, either way you have their attention. Right? They're interested. Because even that girl that was teasing and making fun, she was still keeping an eye out. And she was still trying to figure out what was going on. And so those are all opportunities to answer questions about Jesus. And, 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 uh, and so that's what we want to do. We want to learn how to prepare ourselves uh, to answer questions, but doing so with gentleness and respect. Because it's not worth it to win an argument but lose a relationship. Okay, it's not worth it to win an argument but lose a relationship. Also good, uh, good advice for every relationship in your life, okay? Excuse me. Ooh. So if you, uh, again, I don't have it on the U version, and I don't have every verse on the screen, but if you have your Bible or you've got the U version, now, you can turn to John 4, which is where we're going to hang out tonight. We're going to hang out in John chapter 4 a little bit. And in John chapter 4, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and the disciples are traveling, okay? They're, they're going from um, Judea to Galilee by way of Samaria. And they have stopped in Samaria, and it's hot. It's noon, the Bible says. Um, and so they have stopped for a break. Now, Jesus is at a well, which is kind of like the rest stop. Jesus is hanging out at the rest stop, and he has sent his disciples into town to find lunch. He's like, all right, I'm going to hang out here. You guys go get lunch, and, uh, and then we'll get back on the road. So while he's standing there uh, by the well or sitting by the well, um, we're going to start in verse 7. That's where we're going to pick it up. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food, like we said. The Samaritan woman said to him, For you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. See, the Jewish people and the Samaritan people did not get along. It was race tensions, okay, just like we see today sometimes still, right? Racial relations. And, and they had a problem. The Jewish people and the Samaritans did not get along. What it was, the Jewish people looked down on the Samaritans. They thought the Samaritans weren't good. 
They weren't good enough to associate with them. And so for a Jewish man to ask a Samaritan for a drink like that is totally weird. It's not normal. You got you, you to gotta get that. And so that's why the woman was confused. She's like, why, why are you talking to me? It's kind of like, especially now that Permian and OHS have gone to four grades, um, it's kind of like if, if a really popular senior just started talking to a freshman for no reason, right? That'd be kind of weird, right? A little bit. Most of, you know, we don't usually hang out uh, with people that big an age difference from us. Although, I remember when I was a senior in high school, one of my good friends uh, actually dated one of the freshman girls in the band, and it was super weird. Um, it was. It was super weird. And, uh, yeah, there's a, whole, there's a whole lot that went in with that that made it more weird. But, um, but that's kind of the thing, you know, now freshmen and seniors hopefully don't have that anger looking down, which is what the Jewish people had. Not quite such a, anyways. So she's all confused. Now, the interesting thing that Jesus does here is he begins, he starts off by building a relationship with her. He's just like, hey, can I have a drink? Right? He didn't come up and be like, you're going to hell. He didn't come up and be like, I know all this about you, which he did, and he goes into that later. But he starts off by building relationship. That's the first thing you got to do when we're trying to, uh, and when we're trying to have the opportunity to answer questions with gentleness and respect. We got to build relationship. And so, for you, this might not be going up to somebody and asking for a drink of water. It might be inviting somebody to lunch, though, or to sit with you at lunch. It might be. Uh, being in a group project with somebody. Anybody have a group project where you're the only one doing the work? Right? Right? We've probably been there. But still, that's, a, that's an opportunity for you to develop a relationship with somebody, even if you are the only one doing the work. And if you're the dude not doing any work, don't do that. Do your, do, your, do your share. But, you know, you get stuck in a group project. You're on a team. You're in a class. Um, you know, there are so many different opportunities that you guys have to meet people in school. Maybe you just run into them in the hallway. I don't know. You know, um, maybe your locker's right next to them. There's all these common things that you can just begin a conversation. It's not about, you know, uh, we're immediately going to be best friends or anything, but it's about breaking the ice. And so, um, you know, these are ways that, that we can build relationship and, and open a door to speak to somebody. I heard today a, uh, a story about a church in Portland, Oregon that went to uh, the worst high school in the city, like all broken down, you know, the the school attendance was down to like a quarter of what it should have been because um, everybody was transferring their kids out and going to other schools. Um, and they just started helping the school. They came in one day, one Saturday. It was a big church, but, you know, they took a bunch of people and they uh, they painted they painted up some walls and, and they, uh, they began to just do things for the school. And over the course of three or four or five years, they developed a relationship. You know, the outreach pastor and the principal became really good friends, and the school's enrollment got back up, like, twice what it was before. And, um, you know, th they did that just by saying, hey, we want to help. And so it might be a service opportunity. But either way, the, it starts with building a relationship. Let's move on to verse 10. Jesus yeah, that's right. How can you ask me for a drink of water? Okay, verse 10. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? So he's like, Hey, can I get some water? And she goes, Why are you talking to me? And he goes, if you really knew who was talking to you, you would have asked me for living water. And now she's super confused because 
you know, it's a well. You got to have a bucket and a rope. And, and she doesn't, you know, Jesus doesn't have any of this. He's traveling, man. He don't have a rope or a bucket. If he did, he wouldn't have had to ask her for water in the first place. So she's like, wait, wait a second. How is it that you say you have water when you don't even have a bucket? And he takes this opportunity to turn the conversation spiritual. You see that? Like he's like, you know, he says, I would have given you living water or you would have given living water. And so, and, and we're going to go further into this conversation, but, but you have to look for opportunities to have Jesus conversations. Okay, look for opportunities to talk about spiritual things. Does that mean you need to Jesus juke everything? No, y'all know what a Jesus juke is, right? A Jesus juke is when a Christian brings Jesus. Wes, give us that picture. That's a Jesus juke right there. Yeah. Jesus juke is when a Christian brings Jesus into an argument or conversation out of nowhere that didn't really have anything to do with religion or spiritual things, right? So here, I found some examples because um, they're really funny and stupid. Wes, give us the first one. It says, the ALS found, y'all remember the, the ice bucket challenge, right? I did it. I know a bunch of y'all did it. The ALS Foundation is definitely a worthy cause. However, if you want to go under the water, how about the biggest challenge of all for the cause that is greater than any other, the cause of saving souls. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long, but you get it. Somebody took the ALS thing and was like, yeah, but what about Jesus? Which, yeah, I don't know that that was necessary. Give us the next one. Just like, this is during the World Cup, the Soccer World Cup, just like Portugal put the U.S. through even though we lost, Jesus won the victory for us when we lost. So we went from soccer to Jesus. That's a quick, quick hard right turn. Give us the next one, Wes. Well, it was, yeah. Ed Hockley is a referee. What a horrible call not to give your life to Jesus. Like, okay, we're talking about refs, and then quick change. Okay, next one. Love is an open door. Yes, it is. We got the empty tune. We took Frozen and turned it into Jesus. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty – I saw that one a lot around Christmas, and it is funny. <laughs> and this one, I just want to warn you all, this one gets like – this one escalates quickly. Go for us the last one. I kissed a girl and I liked it, then I went to hell. Okay, so like, like, wow, I know, right? Like, dang, that took Katy Perry, like, wow, that was, uh, that was, that's a pretty harsh Jesus juke. And here's the thing, we don't have to be that person. You don't have, you know, like every time somebody's like, you okay? You all right? She's okay. You know, every time you're in class and somebody asks a question, that's not the appropriate time to be like, yeah, but what about Jesus, right? Like, I mean, don't, <laughs> you don't need to do that. Like, you know, they're talking about the hypotenuse of things. And, yeah, well, Jesus invented math. Okay, calm down, simmer, breathe, you know, you know. But here's the thing. When your friend comes to, comes to you and says, my grandmother's dying of cancer, and it sucks. That's not for you to pray with somebody. Again, you don't have to be... Well, does she love Jesus? Because now she's going to hell. You don't have to, don't have to do that. But you can love her and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, we'll, we'll pray for you, you know, in our youth group. And actually do it. Do that. You know, bring it. You know, pressure. And some of you guys have done that. That's awesome. But, you know, when somebody says, man, my dad lost his job and we don't know what we're going to do, that's an opportunity for you to love somebody and for you to, you know, to, to show them the love of Jesus and, you know, and, and if somebody says, you know, hey, why are you being so nice to me? Saying, because Jesus loves everybody. It, you know, it doesn't have to be like some crazy thing, but you, say, you know what? Because I'm a Christian. We believe that Jesus loves everybody, and that includes you. And so I wanted to, wanted to do something nice for you. It can be that simple. Look for opportunities to have Jesus conversations. And then when those chances actually come, be, be bold and be strong, okay? Now let's move to verse 16. 
Okay, we're going to skip a few verses. They talk about some, some stuff. Um, and then he says, go and call your husband and come back. Jesus told her that. He said, hey, listen, go get your husband, come back. We'll keep talking. And she says, I have no husband. Okay? Jesus says, you are right, which I love that Jesus did that. It's really funny because he's like, oh, good, you didn't lie to me. That's super. Good job. You know, you're right. You have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you're with now, number six, is not even your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So he reads her mail. He's like all up in her business. He knows exactly what's going on because he's Jesus, and he can do that. Um, And so she says, you know, I'm not married. And he's like, you're right. You've already been married five times, and now you're shacking up with number six, and you're not even married yet. And so here's what I want you to get out of this. And this is the part that as I was reading, I was like, what's the point here? Like, what is the, you know, I like to give these short, succinct kind of steps. And I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what is the thing here? But you know what it is? Jesus, he talked about what he knew about. Now he's Jesus, so he knows a lot more than us. Um, And you don't have to read somebody's mail like that. You don't have to call them out. Um, But you know what? If somebody comes to you and says, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you being nice when everybody else is mean? Or, you know, why are you loving me this way? It's simple. Jesus did this in my life, and so I want you to meet him. Speak what you know. All of you, if you've met Jesus, you have a story. You don't have to know the answer to every deep theological question. I don't. Todd doesn't, you know, there's nobody, not even the most learned Christian in the world. And over the next few weeks, we're going to learn from some really, we're going to, you know, uh, learned guys who know a lot. Nobody knows the answer to every theological question, okay? But you can share what you know. And you'd be amazed at what, and what an, an effect that will have. So then they talk a little more, and they have some more conversation. And, and the story pretty much ends like this, verse 26. Then Jesus declared, she asked about the Messiah because the Jews were looking for the Messiah. He said, Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. So she's like, yeah, but what about the Messiah? And he's like, ta-da, right? Like, I'm here. So what Jesus did, and it was easier for him, point people to Jesus, That's all Jesus did. He had this conversation, built a little relationship with her, started the conversation. You know, he begins to to look for opportunities to turn it to the spiritual. And when he gets a chance to, he, he speaks about what he knows. And then he says, hey, I'm the one who can save you. Now, you can't save people. What are you doing? Look behind me. Point them to who Jesus is. You're pointing to the air. Oh, okay. Sorry. I missed that one. All right. Gotcha. Point them to who Jesus is. I did too. I'm like, what, is there one of those sticky eyeballs up there or something? Like, I got confused. Um, maybe on the work day we'll get some ladders out and get all those down. Uh, but <laughs> there's not one right there. You can stop looking at the ceiling. But there's one over by the stairs you can look at later. We, uh, Jesus just points people to himself. And that's all, that's all our job. It's not our job to win arguments. It's not our job to, uh, to convince people with smart language. And some people are convinced. Some people really want to know the details. And, and we're going to get into some stuff in the next few weeks. It's going to be a little bit detailed. Um, but most people don't want that. They want to know somebody cares about them. They want to know that they're loved. And there wasn't a verse for this. 
So, so I don't have a, a, a thing for it, but talk to them in person. You notice Jesus didn't like use a messenger, which in that day, it's not unusual for somebody to send a messenger with a question. Jesus got approached by messengers a lot. Um, and, you know, like today we wouldn't use a messenger. We wouldn't be like, hey, go tell them, you know, no. But, but we might use social media or texting. And, and you can have certain conversations over that. Um, but these conversations in general work better face-to-face. And you know what? It takes more boldness. It takes a little more courage to talk face-to-face to somebody than to send them a text or to tweet them, right? Te- you know, subtweet. You can subtweet somebody. But uh, what? What's that face for, Amanda? <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you don't know when you get subtweeted. Y'all know. I know you know. So here's the point. Here's the point is don't. Don't do that. Talk to people face-to-face. That's how you build a relationship. You know, if you guys know, uh, and you guys follow Hood Jesus, yo, on Twitter or Instagram, Hood Jesus, he's really funny. Um, his, the, his name is Luke something, Lazon or Elazon, something like that. Um, but he's got a Twitter account called Hood Jesus. It's really funny. And he, uh, um, he actually just got engaged a few weeks ago to a girl who he met on Twitter, like she, he slid in the DMs and it worked. But, um, but for even them, they, they, you know, the first contact might have been through that, but I guarantee they weren't having deep, meaningful discussions about marriage and life over Twitter, right? We got to talk face-to-face with people. You know, I've talked about how Jen and I, even, you know, long-distance relationship, we FaceTime two hours Every now it's Monday. Move from Tuesday to Monday, Monday night, a couple hours every Monday, and a few other times during the week shorter. But you know, we make that time to have as close to face-to-face conversation as we can have. And so, um, I want to encourage you guys to do that—to talk to people face-to-face. That is where relationship is built. And so, you know, the last series we had, we talked about um, all the different tools that Jesus gave us to reach people talked about how we're not meant to do it alone. We have the team. We talked about how he's on our side. We talked about how we have his authority. And this series is going to take that first step of, okay, here's kind of how and why you should talk to people and make it even more tangible. So I want you to continue. Um, Last week we started talking, you know, I had you guys think about somebody who needs to know Jesus. And I want you to, I want to encourage you guys to begin to think about, or think again about, who it is that you need to have these conversations with. Say, who is it that I need to say, you know what, we've been friends for a while, um, but maybe you've never talked about religion or spirituality. I know it's easy to do that. But I want to encourage you guys to look for those chances. It could be as simple as, hey, it's Wednesday, you want to hang out? I can't, I have church. And they say, oh, where do you go to church? And there you go. Right? Then you're, you're in a conversation. So I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads and begin to think about that person and pray for them. We did this last week too. I want you to begin to think about and pray for the people you know that don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to begin to think about how you can open up that conversation, how you can open those lines of communication with those people. Again, it's not about... Knowing them with Jesus. But it's about looking for real opportunities and real things and 
real ways that you can can love them and can can be Jesus to them and can show Jesus to them. Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now for these students. Lord, you know the name of every student here. You know the name of every student that is on their hearts and it's in their minds right now. I pray that this week you would open up opportunities for them to talk about you. I pray that this very, between now and next Wednesday, they would have a conversation with somebody that's on a deeper level than what homework we have today, what our schedule looks like, where we're going for lunch, who's dating who. God, but that they would have the opportunity to to delve deeper into their relationship with those people and to, to, to go to another level and to begin to share their story of their encounter with you, with those friends. God, that they would invite them to, to church and to youth, God, and we would be able to, to love them like the church loves people. And, and we would begin to share with them, uh, God, reasons why we believe in you and, and, and why uh, we have put our faith in you. all your eyes still closed and your head's bowed, how many of you have somebody in mind right now? Just raise your hand and put it back down. Sweet. So here's what we're going to do. The challenge for this week is to have a conversation with them about something in this realm. You don't have to convince them of anything. You don't have to beg them of anything. Just, it can be a simple question. Hey, do you go to church? What do you think about church? What do you think about religion? Start that conversation this week. Now, the next few weeks, you guys can look up at me. Look up at me. I'm going to, the next few weeks, I'm going to give you guys some some answers to some questions. We're going to talk about uh, why do we believe the Bible is true. We're going to talk about what is the difference between Christianity and, and other religions because you probably know people who who call themselves a Christian or who um, some of them even believe they're a Christian um, but they but there's differences. And, you know, uh, Mormonism, I went to high school with a girl who was very close friends with a, with a Mormon never had that conversation with her. I wish I had. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about science versus the Bible. Because a lot of people think science and scripture are at odds, that, like, that, that they don't go together, right? Your science teachers will tell you that. Um, but we're going to talk about those kind of things over the next few weeks. And so um, to help stir up your faith and to solidify your faith, and hopefully so that those people that you guys are praying for um, would, uh, would have the opportunity to... Uh, to hear that too and to hear why we, we, we believe in Jesus like we do. So uh, I'm going to pray just a quick prayer of dismissal and then we'll be done. But I want you guys to be thinking about that. I want you to take this home with you. I want you to chew on a little bit. I want you to, to kind of let it stir around in your soul. If you want to hear any part of this again, it's always on the podcast. Um, just search Chosen Channel on iTunes. You'll find it. Um, and 
podcast so you can hear this again if there's something you want to hear, something you forgot, whatever. Um, but let me just pray over you guys and then we'll be done. And, uh, Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for every student in here. God, I pray that you would give us boldness um, to speak to those around us and to step up and have uh, a next level conversation, God. God, I pray that these students would have an impact on the people around them, that they would not just be um, another friend and friends are good, Lord, but that they would be uh, a lifelong impact because they showed you to somebody. God, we look forward to what you're going to do through every student here, and we praise you in advance.